All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 265 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. As if you hadn't had enough of me this week, we're back with a very special guest. And you know what? It's Nashville related. So I'd like to introduce Wade Lucas. Wade, how you doing? I'm doing good, Julian. Thanks a lot for having me on. And amusingly, or not amusingly, you were in Nashville at the same time as those of us who were attending the Rockin' Pod. However, you were attending another event, one that people don't believe actually took place. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of snuck you an instant message there saying, hey, I think I'm going to go to this thing. Do you think it's going to happen? And you were like, I hope so. But, you know, like all the rest of us, we didn't know. And and we got to be honest. I mean, track record being what it was, you just didn't know. But uh, I, uh, I had an in uh, with a friend of mine and – and, well, I think I could say his name, Danny. Danny says, you know, this is great, but you know what? Wade needs to go to this. He shot me a message and said, they're doing this. Do you want to do it? I said, do you think it's going to happen? He said, yeah, it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. So I talked to the missus and we, uh, you know, checked out the finances. And we're like, well, we have never been to Nashville before. What a heck of a time to do it now. Yep, when it's 96 degrees and 90% humidity, you pick the perfect time to visit the Music City, because oh. uh, I know we were just talking a moment ago, um, every August, I've gone there for the past three years, and coming from San Francisco, where we usually have the fog in around this time of year, and you know, I left and it was 64 degrees uh, last Thursday when I flew out, and then I, like you just mentioned, got off the plane and went out, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Southeast Asia. It's just, It was just crazy, but... So we, I was, I was really reluctant. I really was because I had heard people that got burned, and I kind of questioned why some of them felt burned. I mean, if you didn't take care of your finances better, you know, on these on these appearances, then you know, it, it just stunk. But he was the last one that I've yet to meet. Uh, of the of the living members and and it was it was a holy grail i had to do it it was a pilgrimage and and so uh the wife the wife and i went and did it and and that's an important thing to mention because that's the same for me in atlanta last year when his first return was announced i was in like flynn i was like i am going i'm going i'm going i've missed all these very cool kiss events and this is vinnie vincent coming back um into the limelight and we went through the same sort of thing will he won't he is he gonna show up is he gonna flake out what's gonna happen you know what's he gonna look like what's he gonna sound like and right up until the point where i heard he'd come in the building there was doubt there was fear there was uncertainty (laughs) and i think a certain amount of that permeates every single event that he announced and some over the past you know 18 months since the the original january 2017 2018 pardon me um atlanta expo haven't gone as planned there was obviously memphis which was supposed to be his return to the performing stage announced and it 
you know, started off as a songs and stories, acoustic thing. I booked in a minute. I was like, yeah. that's what I want from Vinny. That's just down, you know, perfect. Memphis, Elvis, Vinny, um, you know. Yeah, I and, couldn't beat that. And then it grew in scale and got canceled and it got rescheduled for Nashville in February, which for me happened to be right at the same time I was going to go see Kiss at the LA Forum. So I was out. And then that got canceled and rescheduled and became what I think august or june june for right, another right. nashville one um so it just seemed like these things weren't going to happen so you know with the facebook groups i kind of just left and we got booted out of one and rejoined and got booted and so things seemed to be up and down up and down up and down so for this this birthday thing i wasn't finding out any news firsthand how did you find out about the birthday bash and can you give me kind of a timeline of when you decided that you were going to be making the trip out there i think it must have been around uh, i'd have to check my messages i want to say maybe may or june where um my friend danny was the one that he heard through one of the vinnie vincent forums that this was going to go down and we 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 jumped on it you know after a little bit of contemplation and and his encouragement saying it's going to happen. And and I just was like, well, we got to give it a shot because how many more times are we going to have this chance? And we looked at it from the standpoint of my wife and I had never been to Nashville. And I knew that Rock and Pod was going on at the same time. I said, worst case scenario, we go to Nashville for the first time together. And we go and check out Rock and Pod and check out our buddy Julian, you know, and see what he's doing, you know. And it, it was it was one of those things where we're just going to make a weekend out of it. We flew down Friday. We came back Sunday. And uh, we're like, damn the torpedoes. Let's, let's just go at it and see what happens. <clears throat> and we got the hotel and stuff. And then it was probably late June, early July, where all the floods of, of the hatred and the, and the doubters saying, oh, it's canceled. It's canceled canceled oh yeah he, no he canceled and i would contact the you know our contact in this thing i'm like is this really canceled what's going on he's like nope it's still going on and those assurances happened all throughout all all up until the time right before we actually went to the event because that even kind of plays into some more interesting thing where we were told one time to meet in the hotel uh, four o'clock and there's a group and i think i counted this a couple times julian because i knew that this question was going to come up i want to say it was 24 people total okay now the interesting thing is is some of the posts that i'm saying they're like well only three or four people are saying stuff well not everybody is the social media you know crazies that the rest of us are you know there are some there are a lot of those people that just aren't on social media as much as we are. And uh, <clears throat> so there was about 24 of us. It's 4 o'clock, and we're all ready to go. And this is where the first kind of shoe dropped for me because then we got a text from the guy saying, hey, look, it's been delayed till 7. And I'm like, that was my first thing of thinking, you know what, this just isn't going to happen. And uh, I, I – talked to the wife i said you know what and i said to everybody i said i'm gonna go and hang in the room you know if this happens i'll see you guys if not you know it's been great meeting you and at this point i was really ready to think that this was done 
But 6.20 happened. And at 6.20, the address came, and I'm like, holy shit, this is happening. And I grabbed the missus, and I grabbed my stuff, and and I go down the lobby, and there's other people. We're all getting in our cars because uh, what I was told was he wanted to uh, play some music. And now when you say play some music, in my mind I thought, well, he's – there was talk about him playing some unreleased stuff, and he probably wanted to turn it up. And so, okay, so we're going somewhere else. And so we turn around and uh, head up to Nashville, and we ended up at SIR Studios. That's amazing. I mean, just just in its in its own, you're going to you know a real rehearsal studio in Music City for that. I mean, were you did you ever have like those doubts? I was a doubter. You know, when I was hearing about this birthday party, you know, it got to the point in the FAQ where I was deleting just about every single Vinny thread because someone would post a rumor that had come from one of the groups. And even while it was accurate, it would immediately turn into a shitstorm of negativity. I just got tired of dealing with it because I was in the mind that we don't know what's happening. It's not exactly your normal way of doing business, um, uh, what is essentially a secret uh, or very selective, let's say very selective because it's not secret, uh, Facebook <laughs> right. group, um, you know, that's trying to keep things private, shall we say. So, you know, 4 p.m., you're having a kind of come to Jesus moment of, oh, my God, uh, or did you just have another Jack and Coke? No, it was it was uh, another Jack and Coke, but I, I, I just recited myself to the thought of it wasn't going to happen. And and I felt I really wanted it deep down that it was going to. And all the reassurances were there from from the guy that organized this. And I don't know if, if he wants me to say his name, so I'm not going to. But this guy worked his ass off, I, let me tell you, to, to make this all happen and put it together. Um, but when we got to SIR, we uh, walked into the lobby and we heard just guitar playing. And I'm like, oh, man, this must be some of the some of the unreleased stuff we heard that we were going to hear, you know. And they waited till we were all there, got the head count. And they uh, took us back to one of the rooms, and Julian, that was it. Open that door, and it's him playing. And you know, I I'm within arm's reach, so it wasn't just him faking it or you know, Milli Vanilli kind of stuff. He was really playing his ass off, and I know people aren't believing that. I and, and I, I I don't get it. I don't get why they don't believe it when we say that they had said to us he'd rather not have any video taken while the performance is going or the q a and stuff like that and everybody respected that you know they didn't make a sign of non-disclosure they just it was kind of a mutual agreement and uh boy we when we walked in it must have been maybe a good solid 10 minutes of him just going to town and i'm not and I didn't see some of the other stuff like from back in the vault and stuff where people are saying, well, he couldn't keep up. Well, you know, if you haven't played live in how many years in front of a bunch of people, you know, maybe you're going to climb up a little bit. But this guy is playing his heart out and there's no stopping him right now at this point. So what's he playing? You know, for, first, you know, actually, let's take one step back. Uh, just sure, quick, just sure quick sorry. Here. How did you get over there? And the hotel that you're talking about, was that the Marriott? 
Oh, the, na- it, the, uh, the it was national. the mayor. It was the Marriott, but it was the one that was in Franklin. Okay, gotcha. So how did you get over from there to um, to SIR? If there were 24 uh, of you, did everyone just call Ubers or was – No, you when, when we got there, the miss, when we flew in from Sacramento, uh, we had planned on renting a car. Okay. So other people, you know, other people had driven there and – I think, well, now that I think about it, most of the people, I think, actually d- either drove or rented cars for this trip alone. So it was just a big caravan of, you know, cars okay, headed so there. Okay, so you all had to make your way there and then find parking and then reassemble in the lobby. So Correct. you go into the lobby. From what I've heard, and I think uh, now's a good time to give Jason Randolph a shout-out. Absolutely. Know, uh, thank you, Jason, for your wonderful YouTube video today of you and your recollections from – attending the same event you know that was very useful for me to watch and listen to you know just how much you enjoyed your day and some of the notes that you know i've kind of built up for my conversation with waiter are based on that and a couple of other people who attended so that was very cool he kind of mentioned that you guys were in the lobby for a little bit waiting while it attended and you could hear everything you know the playing in the background do you have a rough guess i mean it must be a little bit difficult to guess but you know rough guesstimate about how long you guys were in the lobby um waiting i'd say i'd say the lobby time while we're waiting for everybody to be you know accounted for i think that was probably five to ten minutes also and so that whole time he was playing you know uh and it was mind-blowing julian because you know because of the skepticism that we've all had for this for the last year or so um we just didn't know we didn't know if it was going to be a cd we were listening to we didn't know what it was Mm -hmm. but but it was clearly him i mean when you're close enough to hear the pick on the strings you know there's no doubt about it so what's he what's he playing is he just speedball jamming or is he playing parts of solos i mean are you recognizing any sections of what he's playing or is it just a little bit like metal tech of Vinny going through every trick in the bag that he's got and kind of throwing it all out there i kind of like that last that last way you described it kind of just a uh doing the virtuoso playing different riffs i didn't recognize uh, anything from anything in particular it was just a guy just, you know, running up scales and making it squeal and howl and letting it ring out and getting a little feedback and stuff. And uh, it was great. It was really great. You know, thank God I brought earplugs because it was also really loud. <laughs> it was screaming loud. Now, did he have any backing going, you know, any drums or bass or was it just guitar and amp? When we walked in, I saw a bass guitar sitting up there, but I didn't see a drum set. So I'm like, oh, God, I wonder if he's I wonder if he's going to actually play, you know, songs. And uh, it never came to that. He did have a drum track ready because we I think it was during the Q&A or something we were talking about how he likes drummers that just kind of stay in the pocket. And, you know, and I'm a drummer. We've talked about that a couple of times. Um and he says, you want to hear my favorite drummer? And we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes over and he pushes play on the, you know, on his machine. And it's just, it's just got a steady beat, you know, twos and fours the whole way, you know. Yeah, V-Meister, as I think it was credited on the Euphoria EP, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so nothing, nothing that came to mind. But I tell you, as big of a Kiss fan as I am, 
these guys were really heavy duty Vinny fans. I mean, I, I thought of myself as a big Kiss fan before, but these, some of those other guys that were there, they were really, I mean, they played guitar, you know, kind of like how I am with Peter Chris. They're playing guitar because of this guy. Right. And that's huge. That's when you met that icon, you know, you know, Peter Chris meeting him back in LA, I was all fanboying out on that. But these guys, you know, so there may have been licks that people knew. I just, I didn't happen to know any. No, you're just enjoying the moment and uh, from the description, kind of in awe of watching him up there shred. That's a vastly different thing from any of the kind of the video we've seen in recent years. You know, even going back to Atlanta of him with an acoustic or, you know, what happened in in uh, Miami during the pre-cruise, you know, which is just, you know, essentially playing rhythm. But here he right. is on his own, on his own stage, under his own conditions, doing his own thing for, you know what, his own people. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really clean setup too. The stage was really clean. He he had his pedal board, but it was behind him, so he had everything kind of set the way he wanted. And even the even the amp and stuff, he had kind of covered. I think I, I don't know if it's for sound wise or for just uh, visual appeal because the stage was real nice and clean. There was just it was kind of dim lit with some some kind of mood lighting going on. And uh, nice and clean. So now, did he say anything to you guys when you when you come in and he's playing? Does he you know stop or does he just keep going? And when he first speaks to you, what does he say? Uh, as we're as the twenty four of us or so are walking in, he just is he's still playing and he's smiling. He's smiling bigger than hell. And uh, I think once we all got in. He played for maybe a couple minutes more, and he stopped. He says, hey, everybody, how you guys doing? And we're all, you know, screaming, and people are bowing and, and just, you know, hollering. It was great. He's like, well, I hope you guys have a good time tonight. You know, i am you know, really been waiting for this and stuff like that. Do you want me to play some more? And everybody, yeah. And sure enough, he goes and he plays about for another five or ten minutes for, you know, for a guitarist playing a solo like that that's huge and he i kept on thinking oh he's gonna slow down he's gonna you know nope he just as fast as ever yeah even with his chicken picking technique he's, he's got a special yeah. way that he holds the pick that allows him to play a little bit faster than you know most of the other guys back in the day anyway and again i'm just going off uh kind of secondhand knowledge there you know he, he was always able to play very fast so you know that's impressive it sounds anyway impressive that he'd be able to just solo you know for five ten minutes at a stretch and you know so the kind of the the agenda for the evening i mean how was that laid out and how was it communicated you uh, did you have any idea that he's going to solo for a bit and what happens next you know um how, how do you find out what's what's going on and what the plan is for the event so my my wife has got me trained pretty good about being good with schedules and stuff like that and so i kept on for for a, a good couple weeks beforehand saying What's the schedule going to be, you know, timeline? Because I really kind of wanted to get a chance to go to the Rockin' Pot. I mean, I knew you were going to be there, and I would have loved to have seen you. But there was that little bit of a shroud of secrecy that was going on, and I was, you know, well, come on, little, you can't it, even. It was a little bit more than that because the rumor was that he was going to be at our Marriott. 
Right. So right. right down to the fact that we were all, you know, th- th- there's no denying it. It's, is Vinny going to be here? Is it happening here? What's going on? Is Vinny trolling the rockin' pod and messing with, you know, uh, people just out of a little bit of uh, glee? And, you know, lo and behold, uh, in, in the morning, and again, this is firsthand, mm-hmm. someone was setting up in one of the adjoining ballrooms, and there were bright pink tablecloths. <laughs> it, it, it just you know is that the room where they're going to be having their thing um obviously it didn't happen that was an elderly lady's birthday and pink cupcakes did appear later <laughs> but it just kind of added to the thing i mean everyone was just asking is it going to happen why well, i'm just like i have no freaking clue whatsoever so uh, again we get back to there are two there's more than one marriott in nashville right right <laughs> well and, and that was the trick i mean the the one we were at was franklin um which was probably about, I think, maybe 15 minutes away from downtown Nashville. I mean, and you get on that freeway and you just go and you're there. Um, but, yeah, there was no agenda, not at all. No matter how many times I bug these guys, I'm like, so they're not going to tell us at all what's happening? And that kind of was like made me like, come on. I mean, what's going to happen? And they just they kind of just kept it really loosey goosey. There was no rhyme or reason to it at all. What about the signing of stuff? Was, was any of that communicated that Vinnie will sign and so many items or X amount of items or uh, there'll be food, there'll be drink, there'll be you know there'll be restrooms. <laughs> I don't remember the the food and drink discussion, but definitely the discussion that perked my interest was Vinnie's going to sign you know about you know up to 10 items and i'm like 10 items wow. I, mean, I don't know if i have 10 things that i want signed i mean uh but i figured you know my wife and i are going we'll be able to you know get a few things signed so i wanted to make sure i had my my vinyl with me and uh, a couple 11 by 14s i had and then i i've got a an oil canvas painting that i've talked to you quite extensively about it's an amazing piece and i never ever thought i was going to get all the living members on that and uh so i brought that with me and uh yeah so there was no i mean they told you that they were going to sign stuff that he was going to sign stuff they just didn't say when you know when it was going to happen and i i guess the same probably applies to photos uh, was any of that communicated? Bring your own cameras. There'd be someone there, photograph or take, doing the photography, or or what? Yeah, it was definitely you know use your own camera. And as you've seen, kind of from the thing, it kind of happened uh, kind of off the cuff where he brought out the guitar uh, he used in the Love Kills video, and uh, and people were just like, oh, can we get you know can I get my picture? Can we get my picture? And so we kind of just kind of did a makeshift, you know, hey, hold my camera. I'm going to take my picture. Hey, hold my camera. I'm going to take, you know, and some people were cool with that. Then some people, I think, uh, asked him when he was actually sitting at the table signing stuff later. And and um, and he was very accommodating. I mean, the guy the guy was really a super sweetheart. I didn't know what to expect because this was going to be my first time meeting him. Uh, but super, when I told him my name at the beginning of the night. He could tell my name all night, me and my wife, everybody there. After hearing the name maybe once or twice, so the guy's spot on. The guy's got his faculties about him. Oh, it's scary because yeah. he, he remembers your name, as I well know. Uh, 
because he recognized he recognized people that like came in like when he took his break he, and I can't even think of who it was at the moment but he'd call him by name hey man you made it great glad you're here and I thought that was outstanding I'm like you know uh, you good <laughs> yeah so I'm just looking at my notes I want to make sure I cover everything with you absolutely this is kind of a one shot deal you know get it while the memories are fresh in your mind as well. Um, so let's go. He finishes soloing and then then takes a break. What happens next in uh, the sequence of events? So as I, I was saying to you, I didn't know anything about like the food and drink thing, but there was a big uh, like food, like four or five tables of just what you would see backstage at a concert. It had the deli meat and all this other stuff, and there was all kinds of little fingery food, and and then like seven or eight jugs of wine <laughs> and and a bunch of water. And he just said, you know, we're here to have a good time, everybody. Just go and enjoy. And, you know, and so we kind of, you know, some people got stuff to eat. And then he came down. He started talking to a couple of the people that, he, like I said, he knew. And, and that was my first thing. I just went over right away because I wanted to hear, you know, what he was talking about and stuff like that. And I, for the life of me, I mean, I, I, trying to recall because i knew this was coming up what he was actually talking about uh the the topic definitely came up of well the people over at the rock and pod marriott have you know somebody has posted that picture and it was it was definitely a, a conversation starter and so somebody was telling him about that and they even showed him a picture of it and he got a kick out of it he thought it was funny and so uh we well, kind of just which, which picture are you referring to? Was it the because there was one there was a photoshopped one, right? It wasn't that one, <laughs> but they took a picture of the outside with the door open, with the th the oh. thirty or so chairs. Okay, and uh, and then somebody did eventually pull up the Photoshop one, which was pretty good Photoshop. If, I mean, if I didn't know that I was actually at the party, I would have thought that that was it. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, we we kind of just hung out. So he you know, mingled. Kinda... You guys are eating. Um, I, I take it probably were there tables for sitting and eating, or was it kind of more of a cocktail type situation? You're standing with uh, small plates, and he's ming going from people to people, mingling and all that. That's absolutely absolutely spot on. Little you know little plate you know little plates for food and the drink, and he was kind of just going to little groups of people, to little groups of people, you know, and just making sure everybody, you know, that he told them, thanks for being here. It means a lot. You know, I want you to have a good time tonight. We're going to do a bunch of stuff and uh, probably did that for about another maybe 20 minutes. Now, did you minute. meet him during this mingle and uh, tell me about that interaction? I, I did. And, and like I said, when it first when we first broke into the thing. I walked into the group that he was talking and kind of just kind of wanted to be a fly on the wall because I wanted to soak up as much of what was going on. You know, I can just sit with my wife and eat hors d'oeuvres anytime. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to at least be a part of what was going on and anything that was being said and stuff like that. And it was, it was real lighthearted and really kind of just uh, uh, conversational kind of stuff. Nothing. Nothing too groundbreaking, nothing too heavy. 
Um, and that went on for probably about maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes. And then it was about that time that we had uh, he had talked about, you know, hey, you guys want to ask some questions and stuff. And we're like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so we kind of he went back up on stage and he sat down and there was kind of a he he knew one of the girls that was in the group. And I apologize. If I don't remember your name right offhand. If you're watching this, I'm so sorry. Was it Nina? That's it. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's it. That's I, it. I, I, I apologize to Nina. I've been reading the interwebs all day in preparation for this. <laughs> <laughs> and and she had some real good questions. And she really uh, – I'm trying to think of uh, – some of the ones that she was asking was about – you know, if he's ready to collaborate, and he is. If anytime somebody wants to do something with him, he's going to be absolutely open up, open to whatever. Um, I think one of the ones that I asked, which I found interesting, was what music is out today that you're listening to? And he's like, I'm not really listening to anything that's new. He he really loves back in those late 80s time frame and so he he said that he you know he listens to the beatles a lot and stuff like that but as far as stuff today i even said i said well like maybe the foo fighters and he's like do you know any of this you know the titles of the songs i'm like times like these and you know and he just he didn't he didn't know him you know but that's not to say that he wouldn't work like if if dave grohl came up to him you know no i'm not gonna work with him uh, I think, I think Meatloaf even came into the conversation at one point, and he said, "Oh, I'd love to work with Meatloaf." You know, I think that'd be kind of a <laughs> crazy combination, but I'd I'd buy it. Were people asking kind of the sorts of things about what he's actually doing these days in his everyday kind of routine, his interests? You know, what makes Vinnie Vincent happy these days? Um, I know firsthand, and it's you know just over a year ago that I had a phone call with him um, where we we talked about the importance of his animals to him. So I, I know that's something that's very important to him. But what else makes Vinnie tick? And did that come up in the conversations or the questions that he was asking uh, or being asked? It it did a little bit in that uh, people people had asked you know what what he's doing these days and the other thing that was odd about this well not odd Julian but uh, people were just kind of soaking it in there weren't very many people asking stuff I mean uh, Nina would give a give the question and he he would go and and go and you know take little tangents and roads and then get back to the topic on hand. But he he did talk about his dogs a lot. He loves his dogs. He said that he's been playing, you know, five, six hours a day. And it obviously showed, you know, because he he's he's back. He's definitely back. Um, but I think people didn't want to, you know, well, what are you doing? What do you, you know, what do you, I, I got this, that's the sense I got anyway. And, you know, maybe somebody, some can give their version of it. But I felt like people just wanted to respect him. You hang out with your dogs, play guitar. All right. That's cool. You know, it's like, well, what, how much do you do that? I don't care. You know, whatever he wants to say and answer, I was good with. Right. So were there any Jesus, is there drum practice going on out there? Um, 
Were there any questions that he didn't really want to deal with, or was it really just not much asked of him, and how much time was kind of spent on the q and A? I want to say probably, I mean, it felt like maybe an hour and a half, maybe, for the Q&A. Uh, all said, I mean, I might be jumping ahead a little bit. All said and done, we were there from about about 6.30 to midnight. So we were there a big chunk of time. Um, and people kind of were just let Nina ask these questions and there was nothing that was really too taboo. I mean, he definitely went over the, you know, he's, he's got that burning, you know, resentment towards, you know, Gene and Paul, uh, from, you know, way back in the day about how everything went down. And, and I feel bad. I mean, cause I'm such a big kiss fan and any member of kiss, I'm always, you know, going to appreciate, and yeah, he's he's real he's real bitter at that. And I get it. I mean, he helped write Lick It Up. He helped write, you know, I Love It Loud. You know, uh, he spent a good amount of time talking about I Still Love You, which I thought was great. And talking about how it kind of was noodling through at first, but then, you know, kind of Paul got uh, called, Paul got a hold of it and, and made it what it is today, which is one of my favorite songs off of the Creatures of the Night album. See, those are the things I, as a fan, want to know. I, you know, I would if I could sit down with him and just say, "All right, the parameters of this interview, saw Vinny, are going to be three songs that I'm going to ask you about." Um, he's like a wind-up doll in some ways. That you put your quarter in, and you're going to get about a buck fifty out in terms of what he speaks about. You know, the people in who were there in Atlanta saw a taste of that he can tell a good story and he can also tell a story that takes a left turn at albuquerque because you right. just, you do not know where it's going to end and he's got a lot to say so you know i i live in hope that he does his book but you know and i've just taken a left turn at albuquerque because i have no idea where i was going with that uh, that's all right that's all right <laughs> um i'm trying to think of some of the other questions um uh... He, uh, it's it's a very minuscule significance, but it was asked, you know, are you seeing anybody? Are you with anybody? And he had been pretty badly burned, you know, in this past two relationships he had. And he says, no, it's just me and my dogs. And he, I got the sense that that was fine with him, that that that, that was a relief because there was such, you know, all the rumors, I don't know what's true and I don't know what isn't, but you know there is some you know what i don't care that too that too but i'm just saying that for me he he felt like there was a lot of weight off his shoulders not being in the, these relationships he's in now or was in at the time <clears throat> yeah, so th those uh, are kind of the things that i would never ask him number one because i'm not interested in raising you know any you know awkwardness uh with him i uh, did anyone ask him his perception of the internet and how you know there is all this anger and all this negative energy that just seems to 
pervade any topic that's you know an innocuous topic let's say talking about let's uh the two songs on treasure that he sung and wrote you know innocent eyes and turn yourself around you know can just be turned into a hate fest you know <laughs> it, it, it's it's just so unhealthy and so odd and so unfortunate you know did he address any of that because obviously he did have issues on facebook that led to him leaving his own you know getting rid of his own fa- official facebook page Right. And in those same in that same vein of not wanting to push, I mean, if if you want to tell us about what you do in your day to day life, great. If you're not, we're not going to, you know, poke the bear at all. Either he himself or, you know, his his right hand man or somebody, he sees these posts. He he does still see what's going on in Facebook. So I don't know if it's uh, it's under the guise of someone else because Lord knows there's a ton of fake profiles doing stuff. But he said that he does see what's going on out there and he appreciates the support of those and those that don't. He just doesn't need to have to deal with. Well, one of your photos with him sums that up nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. I <laughs> I. I can't explain why I do it, Julian. It's just it started once with Buck Cherry, and I've done it with the Struts. I've done it with Great White. I did it with Don Felder from the Eagles. It's just a big fuck you to anybody that just hates anything, and I and I just love it. And then he and when I asked Vinny to do it, he got a kick out of it too, and he and he loved it. And so yeah, uh, big flying the bird is one of my favorite pictures to do at meet and greets. Well, you weren't the only one flying the bird that day because, you know, there's some mm. other photos have surfaced from other folks who've, uh, you know, attended this. One of the things I did read in some of the other um, kind of reviews of the event from other folks is that there were demos playing. Um, and I think Jason in his review mentioned that he thought he heard the demo to Boys Are Gonna Rock was playing in the background. Uh, was there any music being played kind of as a soundtrack to all of this while things were going on or when he wasn't up on Q&A? Um, and did Vinny talk about demos? Um, I think I saw a photo of uh, someone's CD that he was given and some handwritten lyrics to an absolutely wonderful song called Over You, uh, right. Over You which I think he demoed with Goran way back in the day. So after he did the initial shredding and he's and we were going to do the mingling, uh, I think he just put on the the album, all of the first album. I don't th- I don't think it was anything that was a demo or he didn't say, OK, everybody, listen, 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 this is going to be a demo thing. I think he was just playing the album and there had been talk about him playing some unreleased stuff. But even after this, you know, five hour stretch. We didn't even we didn't have time to even do that because then after the Q and A and stuff, uh, we we were looking at the guitar from Love Kills and and then people were getting their pictures taken and it was getting to be late and so you know his his man was saying you know hey you know we we need to start doing signings because they're gonna kick us out of here at midnight and uh, and then you know he's like oh man we need more time because I got you know stuff I wanted to play for you. And I was like, oh, God, that would have been cool. I would have loved to hear that. But, you know, I also get like, gosh, I want to get some of my stuff signed. I want everybody else to get their stuff signed. So, yeah, let's get that rolling, too. Yeah, the interaction has to take precedence over everything else, especially when you're running on a – you have a, a time frame and you don't know what the schedule is and how, how things are going to go. It's probably impossible to plan out like, uh, you know, a normal event because it's the first of its kind. So, yeah. Um, 
you get you get into the signing part of things and how, how did that kind of work did everyone just line up or take turns sit down and keep hanging with each other and then go up uh we we did the lineup thing it was kind of loosey-goosey some people kind of sat down and kind of wanted to take a break other people you know some people went and got some food and got some wine there was some red and white wine there and that was that was pretty good but i um since i was driving i you know stayed responsible um but yeah so a little makeshift line uh we were two or three people back uh like i said it was me and uh me and the missus and my friend Danny last minute couldn't make it, so we got a couple of his things uh, because he didn't ask for a refund. He went ahead and said, you know what, go ahead and keep the money, you know, put it towards whatever you got to pay for, you know, the studio and stuff like that. And I thought that was real cool. And we said, yeah, well, you know, send me your stuff and I'll get it signed for you. And, uh, he, and he got a real masterpiece done because uh, at one of his – the vault uh, thing – his thing was the inside signature sh- sheet from Kistory. And I can't remember the original four, but he, the Vinnie Vincent was the last one he needed. And it's an amazing piece. That's, that is. I had it with, I had that exact thing with me and Indy and got uh, Bruce and Tommy for that. So, uh, you know, that thing's been through the village, you know, <sighs> and every, I'm, I'm bummed to hear that Danny couldn't make it because I know he'd wanted to go see Vinnie in Vegas in, uh, was it June or July when that, that was scheduled at the same time as the, the I think the live national thing. So that's a real bummer for Danny, but I'm glad he's got yeah. his, I'm glad he's got his awesome autograph sheet completed. That's really cool. I'm glad you're able to take care of that for him. It's definitely the, one of the Holy grail for his pieces and the, he's got a ton, uh, his 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 memorabilia room goes even further than Kiss. I mean, because he's a horror fan too, and uh, they they featured him in a in a magazine, a horror magazine, even because his his collection of stuff is so intensive. And better than that, he and his family are the, some of the coolest people that you could ever be blessed to meet. It Absolutely. Is as simple as that. Awesome family, awesome people. Um, so around the SIR studio, you've mentioned some of the things. Vinny brought a little bit of a museum with him, didn't he? He had guitars. I, I think there were at least two Vs, uh, the Carvin and the Jackson, uh, the Lick It Up blouse. I think the Lick It Up belt. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, some, the, the, the red leather pants. The red leather pants, uh, I can't remember where those were at, but then the Rio de Janeiro pants uh, he had had as well, as well as uh, he was selling, and I didn't hear what the, the amount was. He had one pick left from the Rio de Janeiro show, and that was that was up for to buy, and I I I didn't want to know because I would I would have bought it probably. <laughs> Now, to, to, to rub salt in the wounds of some people, I believe yeah. he was also selling some proofs of the archives uh, box as well. Uh, he had just the art boxes. He didn't have – I don't. I think he had one CD of archive music, and that did get bought. Cool. That did get bought, and, and it's funny because Vinny asked him if he was going to keep it sealed or – you know how he wanted him to sign. He's like, no, open it. I I listen to my stuff, and and I thought that was real cool. And and he's been he's been posting saying this stuff is really good. I think uh, 
Was it only you? Did you say? Was that that over track? you? Over you? Over you? Was probably. He said I think you mentioned Gypsy was also on there. The demo. And, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what else. So there, there was a whole bunch of museum stuff. Um, you get your stuff signed, and how does the the end of the evening go? And how do you how does it all come about that you get you guys get booted out of there that it comes to an end? <laughs> Because I didn't want to leave, I mean, I wanted to soak in all the time. I kind of just, after I had my stuff, I hung back and I put it all in away and stuff like that. And we kind of just hung there a little bit. And then uh, the wife, being who she is, her and a few other people started, like, cleaning up the place. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? And that's just because she's the nice person. These are great people. Everybody kind of pitched in to kind of help. And I think it was about it was about midnight, and there was maybe about five six people left in line, and the people at SIR are like, okay, we you know anybody's not doing anything, it's got to go. So immediately I'm like, pretending I'm doing stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm doing stuff here. All of a uh, sudden, cleaning up becomes every- <laughs> interesting, right? Where's the dust of broom? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like looking at his his uh you know his pedal board and stuff. I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm helping here. I'm good. I'm good. You know, just trying to soak in all the time and uh vinnie made sure that everybody was taken care of i mean every every last person that wanted something signed he was there and he did it and finally i think it was about 20 after where they're like physically saying okay you guys gotta go you guys gotta go and and we just kind of shook his hand and said this has been an amazing thing thank you for sharing and i said we're going to talk about this and, and, you know, we're going to say what you want us to say. And he's like, tell him I'm back. And so he's back. So, and you're a real person, not a crisis actor. Well, I am an actor, but I'm not a crisis actor. <laughs> there, there is that you're not adding this to your resume. No, I, this won't be added. This, this was an, an amazing event where I, it just, People didn't said it wasn't going to happen, and it did, and I'm thankful. And one of the things that Vinny did say during the Q&A that this is just popping up, um, he's going to be back. He is going to make some appearances. Uh, there's talk about Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead or something like that that's coming up in a few months yeah. that he's thinking about making an appearance at that. But he said that he is back. And that's all that I needed to hear. I said, I will spread that word, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll be happiest when he gets himself an iTunes Connect account and starts releasing some music on iTunes. Um, I'm sure that's got a whole can of worms attached to it legally with publishing and performance and whatnot. Um, I'm just a collector of music, and that's what I care about the very most. I also know from my own interactions with Vinny on two, well, three occasions that He's a very gregarious human being. Um, in Miami, we held up the line horrendously just chatting, uh, <laughs> both at the photos and the signings. And, you know, the same in Atlanta when I shook his hand and held it and thanked him for the music. He was just a very gracious person. But there are challenges. And I, I just hope that he can get by some of the challenges and uh, kind of the noise pollution that seems to follow him with these events and gets to a place where he's able to do things his way in a way that keeps him happy and also delivers to the fans with a minimum of drama. Um, you know, cancellations are dramatic 
because people do change their schedules and whatnot. I, I hope he's learning. I know he's learning as he goes, and I hope that he had good feelings out of the event with you folk in that he learns and can develop that and bring it on to a next level. I believe he's got an announcement coming on Friday, uh, and who knows what that may be. I think I think now that he's got this guy that's kind of leading his charge, so to speak, I think I think we will see nothing but positive experiences from here on out. I think he was getting some bad advice from people before, but I think now that the guy he's with right now, I think he's going to put him in a better direction. Yeah, I don't know if the advice was bad. I, I think it may have just not been the right advice for Vinnie Vincent. Uh. True, true, and I want to back up just a little bit. Uh, somebody did bring up the cancellations, and he he explained, and I mean, I, I got to take his word, right? He said that it was on the promoter that they gave him, you know, X amount of times to give them money, and when that final payment came, the promoter said no, he wasn't going to do it. He's like, I'll give you an extension. And I I can't believe anything else other than the guy who said it. He said, I gave him these chances. He didn't give me the money. What am I supposed to do? And so that's that's what happened with one of them. I don't remember which, which event it was that that promoter did that, but I think it was the first one. I think it was the first one in, in Nashville. Yeah, and I mean, we all know, those of us who are on the periphery of the industry know that the industry is not always clean, you know, that there are challenges. So, you know, I'm not interested in litigating anything of he said, she said, you know, I am more about what happened. You I've also got a nice signed poster from this event, didn't you? Mm. <clears throat> got it's you. okay. Of a sip. It's all right. Um, yeah, they had the birthday posters there and I had that done and. Uh, one of the ones right from the, I think the the first time that he went out solo, you know, beautiful decked out and stuff like that. Um, I got a David Wilkinson one that I didn't get a chance to show you because I haven't taken a picture of it yet. Uh, Wilkinson is the one that's done those amazing modern takes on Kiss from right. the solo albums, and uh, a great one of Vinny. I got I bought the I think it was a twenty by twenty four of that one, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful piece. Last thing is, I believe, didn't he have Ankhs for sale? He had, and that's, oh my God, that story in and of itself. So one of the guys there was a machinist of some sort, and they gave him the the uh, dimensions of, of the Ankh that he had worn so many times while in makeup. And he, he made, I think it's a hundred of them. And yeah, they were numbered, and he signed authentic authenticity cards and stuff like that. Um, they ran a little bit higher than what I was kind of wanting to pay, but they're a beautiful piece. I mean, for true Vinny fans, man, watch out for those. They are a beautiful, beautiful, you know, gold color and everything. I'm not supposed to be collecting, but that grabbed my attention. I know. <laughs> it totally That's why I wanted to ask you about it. I'm like, oh, you wouldn't happen to have a spare on you, would you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice piece. It really is. Uh, the guy really worked his butt off. There's another guy who had drawn some stuff, like doll mock-ups, and they're amazing. I mean, the talent that these guys have is just 
off the wall, you know? Well, you know what? It sounds like an absolutely fantastic evening with a great bunch of people. And I'm very, I'm, and I'm sure a lot of people are very happy that it did work out for you all because you all flew in or traveled to, uh, to Nashville on little more than a wing and a prayer because yeah. th- there were no guarantees. And I hope it's, again, I've said this before, I hope it's a step in the right direction for Vinny. I wish him nothing but the best, but his serenity and happiness have to come first and foremost before doing anything. His health and his well-being are more important than a signature or a signing any day of the week, and that's what I care about the most. As much as I say I want I want music, I want demos, I'll, you know, Vinny, send me some tapes. You know, right. I, you know <laughs> as much as I'm greedy and selfish in that, I'd much rather have Vinny alive and happy. And and I and I guess and he even said it uh, the the day of the dead or dawn of the dead, whatever it is, he's like I'm thinking about bringing my guitar with me. And we we're all like mouths agape. We're like, yes, do that. You know, <laughs> do it, do it. But he's got to do it his way and not get bullied in or overreach. And that right. again was my criticism. It remains my criticism of Memphis and how it transformed from starting small with an acoustic and telling some stories and playing. But then again, he knows himself and he's Vinnie Vincent. He doesn't need some schmuck like me. Who's got a podcast and sits behind a keyboard telling, him what to do so th- that was just my thought i you know i i hope he, he does it his way but does it thinks about how to do it the best way for himself yeah i totally agree uh i uh i want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to kind of set things straight and and if there's any doubters out there still i mean i don't know what more that can be said i mean nothing can be re- said except an inter- international sign language as you well know <laughs> to give them the salute because there's going right. to you know there's going to be no persuading some people i hope vinny can accept that and uh, his fans can accept that there are some people who don't want to hear it there are some people who no longer care. They've moved on. And there are some people who exist for no reason other than to, again, rub that salt in the wound any time they can. Now, if you can accept all of those and move on in your own way, that's the best way. You have to be able to shrug off the static in life. It's all around us in so many different ways. So, Julian Gill, rock and roll psychologist. I love it. <laughs> hopefully a little bit of common sense but you never know it's rock and roll and it's the interweb so common sense does not prevail wade (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time to tell us about your event and your great day with vinnie vincent in nashville and as has been said fuck the haters just live life (laughs) thanks julian appreciate it thanks wade thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.